Welcome to episode 84 of the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. I am Coach Jimmy G, and as always, I got with me. Gotta let them know your name, bro. Oh, well, normally you, that's what you do, and then I just, I just, all I got. <laughs> that's why I gave the long all pause. I do is go, You're, well, sometimes you do a long pause, and it's like leadership dose, Anthony Devon, trade deuce, Mister Anthony Devon Wash Jr. Hey, what's going on, good people? Um, just call me Geo Linux isn't Rome's dad. There we go. That's who I am today. <laughs> Well, today we are continuing our theme of community, and we're going to talk to you in depth about owning your platform. And if you're not, you should be, and we're going to give you some reasons why. So let's jump in. Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old outdated ones? If so, then this is the show for you. Hosted by me, Jimmy Gonzalez, and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Uncompromising family, we're back. If you are a new listener, welcome. We appreciate you stopping in and checking us out. If you're a loyal listener, of course, we thank you as well. New or loyal, man, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done already. And make sure that you give a like on this episode. And of course, share. Share this episode with another entrepreneur who you know needs to hear this content, wants to hear this content, deserves to hear this content, especially as we continue down this path and talking about community. And again, how important it is to to nurture your community, uh, to be there for your community, and in doing so, also, how do you own your platform so you have a continuous open door and an avenue to communicate with your community? So that's what we're going to be jumping in today. Um, so yeah, we're back at it. I'm happy to be here. You happy to be yes, here? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I'm excited to get to it. Get to it. We got a lot of... Uh... For those who are watching the vidcast, um, you know, some boxes and stuff like that, you know, some of the background is stripped. It's a little bit more bare. Bear with me. We're in the uh, process of uh, relocating. Um, and so that can be a little uh, taxing um, just uh, energy wise, but potting always rejuvenates. And so uh, I'm yes, looking forward to yes. getting to it, man, and breaking this stuff down, uh, breaking down you know, what we've been um, really, you know, just kind of not just reinforcing, you know, over, gosh, a couple of seasons now. I know you guys have heard us talk about the value of community quite a bit. But I think, you know, in this episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper because we really want to talk about owning the connection to your community. You hear us talk so much about why, you know, owning your platform is important, creating a platform, owning a platform. Um, and we're, we're going to be able to deep dive it dive that. But what really kind of bubbled this up is just how the creator community, 
um, the solopreneur community was a little bit up in a tizzy with some of the most recent news or happenings in the social media space, right? Like, obviously, um, if anybody has been paying any iota of attention to anything that's going on in the world, um, you know, then you're aware of the most recent acquisition of Twitter by uh, Elon Musk, uh, aka R Metaverse's uh, version of Tony Stark. <laughs> Iron Man, <laughs> he's the version that we got, uh, right? Um, and then obviously you you all may have also heard uh, about, uh, if you're, because you, I'm assuming for some of our listeners, you're into podcasts, and so you may be a little privy to podcast news, then you may have also heard that Meta, uh, aka Facebook, has made the decision to remove podcast content, no longer push podcast content to that platform. Um, and in both instances, you have folks that felt unease because they didn't own, they don't own the connection to their community. This is what they were relying on. They were operating their creator, um, their solopreneur business, their creator, um, business, uh, their content creation business with the premise that these things will remain as they are. Right. These are connections that I've created will remain as they are. So I can continue to use this tool. And now there's some uncertainty in the space. Um, and for folks like Jimmy and myself who have been championing this for a while, uh, we don't feel the same type of unease because we've been practicing what we've been preaching from a owning your platform perspective owning the connection to your community perspective. And so we want to break that down, bring that to to our entrepreneurs out there who may be feeling some unease or have maybe been insulated because the platforms you primarily use were not touched by some of these transactions. But we want to come with the, the tidings of prepare, prepare and always be prepared so that if something does occur, you are insulated from it and it doesn't knock your business off of its pivot and you have options that are available to you as you can continue to nurture the community, the tribe that you've been building. Facts. <laughs> I was I was getting ready to be like, Anthony Devon Watch Jr. What, one of those one of those moments for our listeners uh, where I actually had myself on mute and I needed to take myself off of mute. So a little behind the scenes for and you mentioned something. So uh, for our visual uh, learners and and viewers out there, uh, you would have seen that pause. Uh, but also, if you're watching us on our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not done so already and like this video and of course share and then leave us a comment too we always 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 again we're talking about community what's the community if you know if you're not hearing from folks and having engagement and having conversations so um go ahead and do that but yeah a lot, a lot of different things that you mentioned um you know between elon and twitter facebook definitely i know you were also talking about you know facebook's attempt at uh, an nft marketplace there's a couple of things man this, this is not the, the podcast for that, but yeah, there's just a couple of things that, that Facebook or Meta has been attempting to do. And it's just like, it, I don't know, it, it just hasn't been hit. And so mm -mm. Um, I think Zuck will end up getting it together at some point, but we'll see. Um, but nevertheless, I like what you said, not just owning your platform, but owning 
the how did you put it? owning not your sure community connection. but the communicate yeah. yeah the connection correct owning the connection with your community uh, which is highly important to us when we think about um, various tools or, or opportunities that that we're going to discuss um, so I know you want to to kind of briefly talk about Elon and Twitter um, so why don't you give us a you know an update I I I know uh, and maybe many of you out there know it just because it is kind of big news. And if you're not uh, in the Twitter sphere, definitely make sure that you follow uh, at coach uh, or Jimmy G Jr. Um, and then your handle is at. Um, you can find me at Mr. Immaculate. Um, it's it's it? at okay. Devon Watts Jr. But if you search Mr. Immaculate, you can find me there. Uh, For sure. Um, but yes, so there's been a lot of talk about Twitter uh, especially, you know, if you follow politics and such and uh, individuals being censored in, you know, talking about freedom of speech and people being censored for things that they put on Twitter. Um, definitely, you know, yes, there is freedom of speech. There's always going to be that doesn't mean that you're void of consequences, right, from the mm-hmm. things that you say. But how does that work when you're on this platform? Um so I guess Elon has been having his own thoughts and perspectives on that. He made some moves to own a pretty large share of the company, then got on the board. And I guess and it happened really quickly. It seems like I guess that wasn't enough because he was like, forget just being on the board and being like a majority shareholder. Like, I want to own the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to offer you guys $44 billion. Yeah. So the way it played out is he was um... – he was quietly amassing a very large mm-hmm. shareholder stake in the company as just a private investor. Uh, he then um, was offered, like once the board got wind of it, they're like, oh, snap, you know, Elon has been buying and he's about to pass this threshold that would make him the largest shareholder of the company. This is signs of an attempted hostile takeover can we appease him by offering him a seat on the board they offered a seat on the board it was considered but when you're a board member it also limits the amount of shares that you can continue to purchase without triggering uh, some fail safes that they have in place to uh, prevent hostile takeovers that also um, allow existing holders that are non-board members to acquire more shares at a discounted rate. That's essentially how they dilute your state. Your stake. When Eli realized that, oh, by me being on the board, essentially I will be in this never-ending loop of if I want to acquire more power, that this failsafe will trigger and the other shareholders will be able to dilute my interest. So I have to spend a crazy amount of money in order to have any type Mm -hmm. of power. Um, He said, all right, I'm not playing games anymore. I don't want to be on the board. I just want to buy you guys outright 44 billion. Boom. And now go tell your shareholders that this is not in their interest when you guys haven't been producing a a positive dividend as a company, right? Because you have an obligation now as the board to bring this offering to your shareholders and allow them in order to vote, right? Um, so he was calling their bluff and it played out the way that it did. And now he owns it. He's the, the sole owner. So it's privatized. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
throughout this acquisition process, he was talking about just kind of his his thoughts around how the application should be used and it should be a beacon for free speech and da 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 da. And you know, essentially, if I'm pissing off uh, both sides of the political spectrum, then that means that we've achieved what we need to achieve. Da 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 da. da right. Um, and people were rocking with that, right? Um, you had folks though that were just a little leery about the concept of this platform that is used so widely in order to connect, communicate across countries, industries, all that stuff being privatized mm-hmm. and essentially owned by one individual. And you, know, you had some people like, I don't know, I don't know, man, this could go left, right? You had other people that were like, nah, man, that's Elon Musk. He's again, uh, our version of Tony Stark, dude does no wrong. Um, you know, I'm all on board. And then there was a tweet that ended up sending kind of the creator community into a little bit of a frenzy because he mentioned that for the casual Twitter user, he believes that Twitter should remain free, but he's considering that there should be some type of subscription service or costs associated with government accounts and commercial use. So you have a lot of folks think about it. You have a lot of folks that do business or advertise their business or connect with a community, connect with folks through Twitter. They use it for a customer service. I know a bunch of uh, Fortune 500 companies that use it as a form of customer service. Yeah. But trust me, Gabby, she's a social media queen and you know she'll tweet something, post something, whatever the case may be, and <clears throat> um, get a response back in her DMs from that company like, oh, hey, we're sorry that happened, right? these companies have started to leverage this platform, social media platform as a vehicle to connect directly with their customer to, um, you know, possibly impact the customer experience, all those good things. But now the question is, well, how do you define commercial use for some of the small business and creators? It's like, well, if I'm using this to sell my NFTs, is that considered commercial use? If I'm promoting my project, if I'm, you know, pushing people to this platform to monetize, is that considered commercial use? Am I going to have to pay for this now? This is, you know, additional overhead. I was relying on this as a means of how I communicate. Da, 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 da. And so with just that one thought into the Twitter sphere, right? Um, it shook some individuals, some actual, some creators and content creators and um, small business owners that, um, you know, you and I, you know, interact with on a regular basis, like literally saying, man, like, what does this mean? And how does he's going to charge? I'm not trying to pay for Twitter. And da-da, oh, I knew this. Mm-hmm. And the the crux of their concern was rooted in exactly what you and I have been talking about, which is as it is today, they do not own the connection with the community that they've been cultivating. They've operated under the premise that Twitter will always exist in the current form that it's in. And so I can use this as my sole means of connecting with people that I sell with. I, if I sell something to you and you tag me in it, you tweet me, you, you know, you add me, you retweet that like it's a form of marketing and there's no cost associated with it. All it is, is I have to go, I can go viral. If I can go viral in this platform, that's no different than spending millions of dollars on the Super Bowl, right? In terms of impressions and engagement and all this good stuff. And so I don't have to go as hard with investing in other traditional forms of marketing. Um, and I don't have to go as hard with other traditional processes of customer service 
because I'm relying on social media as a tool. I can slide into DMs. People can tag me and stuff. If they have an issue, I can respond to it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, while all of those things are true, the reason why Jimmy and I talk so much about things like owning your platform and more importantly, owning the connection is because you have to be insulated from when the environment changes. What was that? Uh, I know you recall this, but it was a while ago. Oh, actually, boom, this is a great example. When news broke out about um, the war between Russia and Ukraine and the social media platforms made the decision to unilaterally cut off social media correspondence to the entire country of Russia. All of these influencers, all of these creators, all of these people that have Mm -hmm. built a livelihood built on creating content in this space, on selling in this space, using this as a vehicle were cut off overnight. That was the biggest concern. It crippled their economy among some other things. Right. Um, yeah, but you had uh, influencers crying on Instagram and, and I all kinds of stuff. Connect, I can't sell, yeah. which I under we understand, but you should have prepared for this, which is why when we are communicating with entrepreneurs and, you know, uh, for our listeners out there, you're a small business owner, you're a content creator. Some of the things that are fundamental and uh, for lack of a better term, can seem dated or archaic, are actually are actually some of the best tools you can have in order to insulate yourself from these changes in the environment. And what we mean by that is we have a lot of conversations with, with uh, content creators, with small business owners, where we ask them, do you have a mailing list? How are you building? How are you compiling your mailing list? How are you compiling your email list? Do you have um, phone numbers? Right? Do you have uh, physical addresses? And the amount of creators, small business owners, that answer less than favorable to that. Well, no, I don't need because uh, I could. They follow me on. Well, I never asked. I, I is that too invasive? Well, I don't really need that because I do most of my business on all of these other. But as soon as you have to start paying for it, as soon as it gets shut down. So you just mentioned the example of obviously, which is a very serious example of what's been going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia. But it happened months ago when Instagram was like two days and people were flipping out then because they could not communicate with their they with their people. The connection. Um, it has been said for a while now, and it is still true. The the fortune is in the list. If you don't have, at the very least, an email list that you are able to use to communicate with your community and even your customers from folks that have purchased from you, you're just you're you're putting yourself at a true, true, true disadvantage. Um, now you get even next level. Obviously, if you have if you have phone numbers, and now we're talking about SMS and text messaging, um, and an email not email but a physical address, mailing address. Now we're talking about direct mail. Like those things are not dead. 
know what I mean? There's still value in, in, in having that information and having ways to be able to communicate with your folks out there, um, whether they're just part of your community because they're following you and, and appreciate your content and what you put out there for, for one reason or another, because obviously it's, it's of some value or it's, it's a buyer's list in a sense where they've actually purchased something from you. And if you're a business, if you have products or services, then especially if you're really good at what you do, then the chances of them purchasing from you again are pretty high. So you want to be able to have that information. Um, and unfortunately, yes, we, we've seen some, some somewhat drastic examples and situations where things could just be so much different and, and so much more effective in, in efforts in, in growing and continuing to scale a business and venturing off into different areas of your business if you had that information to be able to contact people with. Because um, you just never know. You never know when that that vehicle, that platform that you're using is going to be gone. You know, we know people and even us, um, we've had a number of, we have a Facebook, have a, we still do have a Facebook group for our uncompromising entrepreneurs. Um, but I've had a number of Facebook groups um, specific to my uh, personal training, my gym, uh, nutrition coaching. Those are all great. And I'm just going to say, if you're into Facebook and that's still a huge, a huge platform to be able to meet people with and to grow your community. Um, but that's another great opportunity to be able to, to nurture your community. But again, you just cannot solely rely on that. You have to have ways uh, to be able to capture people's information. Um, and you were making this point before we even hit record, right? Like all of these platforms and these companies that we're talking about, that's how they monetize mm -hmm. is because they have our information. So if the big boys are doing it and we're talking about Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, like all of these companies, all of these platforms. And sometimes we get, you know, we, we feel a certain way about it, maybe even get a little upset that they're, they're making money off of our information. Well, you can get mad or you can just take some notes mm -hmm. and do the same thing that they're mm -hmm. doing. Right. Um, and not to say again, it's, it's not always about monetizing your list or monetizing your community. But I mean, come on, people, we're, we're in business to make money, right? We want to be able to nurture. We want to be able to communicate. We want to be able to reach out and have engagement with our community. Um, but a large part of that is so that we can monetize and have a profitable business that allows us to give more content, more value and more opportunities and take care of your family so that you can continue to do the things that you love to do and the things that you're passionate about. Uh, and hopefully, again, providing some things that are of high, high value to the, the people that are rocking. No, you're, you're spot on, man. And it, especially when you when you go back to the point around, you know, you can. You know, you can take a seat or you can take notes, basically, right? Is what you said. Like, mm -hmm. you can take a seat and feel some type of way about it, or you can take notes. That shows you just how important that information is, right? That you have these multi billion dollar companies that have built an entire business model, innovation chamber, um, multiple ways of monetization off of. A few bits of information, names, email addresses, phone numbers, right? That's it. That shows you how valuable that data can be when leveraged appropriately. And to your point, taking it a step further of not just 
collecting information of folks that have a general interest, but you almost have to have your data segmented, your customer information segmented into those buckets of these are the people that kick the tires on my business. And these are the folks that I have sold to, that I've successfully mm-hmm. sold to. This this is the list that I should be intentional about nurturing, intentional about follow-up, intentional about checking in on, right? I shouldn't just rely on hoping to make these connections through the, you know, through Twitter, through uh, Facebook, through Instagram, and using that as a, or the sole means of staying connected to these folks that have decided to patron my business, right? Checking in periodically with a DM, you know, when I put up a post seeing if they liked it, like it's, it has to be deeper than that. If you know who these individuals are, you have an obligation. It's in your interest as a, as a creator, as a business owner, in order to nurture that, right? In order to nurture that. Um, and so <clears throat> that's why some of these, these, again, you want to call it archaic, you want to call it rudimentary, you want to call it, um, you know, dated concepts of a mailing list are tried and true. And I, I get it, right? I We get it. We, we've we heard all the statistics, trust me, because we need to know the statistics as we're coaching and advising people on it. So we understand that. We understand the click rates or the open rates on, on emails. Well, you know, somebody, well, well, you know, you know, they say only 30% of the emails get sent out. People actually even like look, look, look at, it. and that's probably true. It's probably a little bit lower than that um, holistically, right? But on average, yeah, it is lower than that, but that's still a pretty damn good open rate. And not that we have a huge email list, but right now I was looking at the other day, we're at about, depending on the email, but we're like around 40 something percent open rate. Like, and some emails are 50%. Like that is, that is really, really good. Now the work comes in, like you just, you just can't send emails to your people about, Hey, like I'm selling no, you something, right? You Again, it's, it's another form to exactly to communicate and provide, provide value to them. Um, but it's still, yeah. Well, the, it's a huge opportunity. Absolutely. And the point I was going to make, right, is that even with the open rates being as soft as people, you know, claim that they are less than 30%, you know, 30%, less than 30%. Um, if you got really good copy, if you got people who are knowledgeable about mm-hmm. these things, who know how to actually nurture their community, you get higher open rates. Because uh, again, for us and our mailing list, our email list, you know, we're not just telling you, hey, a podcast dropped, we're sending you, uh, you know, articles, we're sending you information, like, we're doing all of those things, right? Um <clears throat> But even with them being, let's say, as soft as they are, less than thirty percent, what is the what is the the monetary value of email lists, right? What have email lists been able to produce from 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 a monetary perspective for small businesses and for folks that are using email marketing? Jimmy, share. So you hit me really yeah. quick. <laughs> so when it comes to emails, right, the, the Direct Marketing Association, this is back from about 2019, um, but these numbers still hold true. Um, the the data shows that email marketing earns about $42 for every $1 spent. So we're talking about 42 times your return on investment. 42 times. 40, that's, that's considering soft open rates. 42 times of your investment. So you so to your point though you can say all right well you know maybe I'm not getting you know as as high of an open rate but regardless you're getting when you do get those open rates and when you get to that point where you're making offers 42% return correct and then from there just like every other problem that we deal with as an entrepreneur it's about solving and optimizing how do I grow my open rate 
How do I grow my content? How do I nurture that content in a different way? Right. So that now I'm not just relying on the algorithms in Instagram, the algorithms in Facebook to make sure that you see my posts. But if I have something that's meaningful, that's that's um, targeted to nurture this community and grow this community, I know I can connect directly to you. I don't have to hope that I put it out on you know uh, IG or the Twitter sphere and you happen to scroll through it on your timeline and I have to get you to stop. I can communicate directly to you. Now, four out of 10, like for us, you know, four out of 10, five out of 10 of the emails that we send get opened, right? <clears throat> uh, if I send you two, you're only going to open up one. That's fine. I still get a 42 percent or 40 or 42 dollar return on investment for every dollar that i spend so it's worth the investment at the end of the day right um and it also allows you to communicate to your your community as you continue to seek out platforms and avenues and spaces that is conducive to scaling your business and growing your business right so i think about for us for example when we started compiling and building our email list based off of the communities that we had established in multiple spaces, right? We established communities mm-hmm. through uh, LinkedIn. We established in Facebook. We had established in IG. We established in a bunch of places. And no matter where you saw us at and no matter where you heard us at, right, we were going to ask you, hey, you know, um, you know, go to the, you know, go to the mailing list, reach out to us, give us, you know, comment, like, subscribe. Like we're doing everything we can in order to drive you into these points where we can get the information we need so we can connect directly with the community. Right. So then when we started making decisions around, well, hey, we we no longer want to we're not seeing the same type of ROI or engagement that we would like to see in this platform. We're going to move our, our content somewhere else. It was very easy to communicate to to that community this through this connection that we own through these connections that we've been nurturing hey find us here now <laughs> right we're moving here and this is why we're moving here right we own that connection when it came time to market and to communicate that hey this content you've been listening to or we've been doing a series on xyz well we're now also going to offer a webinar or we're going to offer targeted courses in this area we had a list that we could go to and communicate directly to those individuals that have been consuming the content to say, "Hey, now here's here's the here's the ebook, here's the here's the course, here's the um, the webinar. Come join us, come be a, be a participant, come engage." Right, and we didn't have to rely on the algorithm ensuring that uh, it appeared in front of you. Right, we didn't have to worry about making substantial investment in. Facebook in order to do targeted ads and hope that, you know, we can slice it precisely to get to who we needed to get to. Um, And so, again, it's just having that information and owning that connection gives you a tremendous amount of flexibility as a business, as a as a creator, as a business owner to be able to pivot again when the circumstances in the business environment change. And so you don't feel like you're optionless. You don't feel like you have to. go on your social media platform and shed tears about the fact that you can't communicate with your people. Right. Again, you should be able to go on there and smile and say, Hey, this happened, but you know what? I still had a way to contact my folks and they know about it because they already read the email or they already got the text. They're already good. So a couple of things that you said, because our folks out there for our uncompromised entrepreneurs, you might be saying to yourself, all right, 
Devon Jimmy, that's that's fantastic. You're talking about getting email addresses and people's phone numbers and all that kind of stuff. But like, how do I mm-hmm. do that? Um, Devon talked about a couple of ways, right? So very early on, one of the things that that we did was we put on a free webinar. Uh, we have a Focus for Success course. If you have not checked out our Focus for Success course, make sure that you do that. We'll put the, the link in the show notes, um, help you to get... Um, all of it you can out of the 24, right? Helping you get more out of the 24 hours that you have. But that's neither here nor there right now. The point is, as we were leading up to that, we did uh, a webinar talking about your ability to focus. So we talked about different areas, nutrition and mental, uh, and provided tools. That was a free webinar. Everybody who signed up, how did they sign up? By providing their email address. Uh, well, I don't have a webinar. I don't have information like that. That's cool. Um, Maybe you are an artist, maybe you are a service provider, uh, maybe you are in the food industry, whether you have a restaurant or uh, you're, you have a catering business uh, or like by Chef Blue, uh, you are making fantastic experiences as you sell people uh, bait goods. Maybe you're just providing a, a discount uh, on your website. In order for them to get that discount, they have to put their email address. Uh, maybe you want to provide, you know, five tips on how to, to do it yourself and create this, you know, this wonderful cupcake or this dish, uh, you know, that you're going to provide them the information, right? Or maybe you have this 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 recipe that you want to share. Maybe not, you know, your special ones, but these are all just different ideas that you can have on your uh, website, or you can even do your social media, let people know, hey, if you want this free information, go ahead and go here and enter your information and you'll get this this free whatever it is. If you have a podcast, maybe you do a special episode that's not, you know, the, the normal podcast episodes that you do in order for the folks to be able to hear that, they have to go ahead and enter their information. Um, if you haven't done so already, and I highly encourage you to go to our website, uncompromisingcoaches.com. Uh, if you're wondering if you have what it takes and you've been thinking, you know, can I be an entrepreneur? I'm not sure. This is another opportunity, right? This is another example. You can give quizzes. So if you go to our website, one of the first things you're going to see is a pop-up that says, are you ready? Do you have what it takes to start your own business? It is a very informative quiz. It takes about two minutes for you to complete. Uh, once you click on that, it's going to ask you for your email address that allows you to get onto our email uh, newsletter so you can continue to get updates on our podcast episodes, things going on with the business. And again, just information that we provide all this week. I've been providing uh, a pep talk every day. I've been sending out just a very quick read, a quick email uh, to get some motivation, some inspiration, some tips. And again, a quick pep talk to get people through their day and get our uncompromising entrepreneurs that are on our email list through their week. So those are all different ideas. Um, really quick, if you're thinking about if, if you've never got into to email marketing, uh, three that I have and that we do use, uh, A. Weber, uh, and we're not affiliated with any nope. of these companies. It would be cool if we were, uh, but these are just free information that we're giving to you. A. Weber, uh, cut the check. A. Now. Weber. <laughs> Yeah, cut that check now. Uh, MailChimp. I've been using MailChimp Ever. forever. MailChimp. Uh, and then ConvertKit is actually one of the, the newer ones for us mm-hmm. that we've been using over probably the last several months uh, with, with our business now. But all of them have different things uh, available to you. All of them give you opportunities to create a landing page so that you can... Um, just ask people to be a part of your newsletter. If you have an ebook or something like that, that you want to be able to give away, 
all of them have opportunities uh, for you to be able to create that, even with their free mm -hmm. versions. Uh, so those are three tools, again, Gems. that you can utilize for, yeah, for email marketing. We talked about SMS or text messaging. If you're able to get phone numbers, there's a few that I'm on. There's never a time that I get a text from somebody that I don't open it. Now, I might not read the whole thing. I'm like, hey, well, I deleted it real quick. If it's something of interest, I'm going to click on that link. I'm going to go to wherever they take me because it's a trusted source. I've given them my information. Uh, so, of course, open rates are super, super high, super high when it comes to text. Um, there's a number of different services out there. One that we have looked at, we haven't jumped on ourselves yet. Um, it's in the plans. It's in the works at some point. But community. Um, if you Google it, uh, community SMS, community tech service is a really good one uh, that I know folks that, that I run in circles with trust and that they use on a very consistent basis. Um, so again, that gives you the opportunity to, to reach out to your, to your community, to your folks via SMS and text. So these are just different ways that, again, nobody can take that mm -hmm. away from you. So hopefully you have a couple of different hard drives and you have mm -hmm. different spaces where you're, you're, you're saving mm -hmm. that information, but no one can take away your email address. No one can take away uh, the, the mailing addresses that you have. No one can take away the phone numbers. Now people can change that stuff up on you, yep. but that's okay. If they don't want to rock with you, they don't want to hear from you anymore, then that's all good. Believe me when I tell you, you want a list that rocks with you, that wants to hear from you, that wants to buy from you, that wants to 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 support you in whatever way that they can so if people want to leave let them leave because that's actually going to only open your open rates excuse me open increase your open rates mm -hmm. right as those people kind of unsubscribe or or you know they, they opt out of your text messages and stuff like that so um so those are two huge huge ways again that you can own the connection with your community uh, the other way which we're huge proponents of is to have a podcast um, having a podcast is another way to, again, to own that connection. Now, yeah, there's different platforms that you can be a part of in order to, to get the information out of there. Um, but this information, whether, um, you know, obviously the, the, the podcast itself or even the vidcast, this is all content that we have that we own. Um, and, and correct. And we make calls to action, right? Hey, if you're listening, if you're watching, yeah, we'd love for you to subscribe, but go to the website, get on our newsletter. Here's a, a free ebook that we have. Like there's so many opportunities that we've shared um, that allows us to be able to connect with you in different ways. Um, so those are just a few examples of actual tools that you can use and take advantage of. And some of them you can definitely do for free. Um, and if you're wanting to learn more about podcasting because you have a business and you've thought about it and maybe you've you've had some different ideas, but you just don't necessarily know where to start, reach out to us as well. Of course, again, you can go to the website, uncompromisingcoaches.com. Uh, there's a contact button, contact us. Um, and yeah, we can set up a consultation, see what your needs are, and then we can go from there. Uh, but three very, very crucial ways that you can gather information uh, own, you know, own a community, connection. but you own the connection with that community and have various ways to be able to, um, to communicate. And the, the beautiful thing too, is when you, when you do connect those with these other social media platforms that you're using, and you just have this, this ecosystem that you've created to be able to connect with people, that's when you really start mm -hmm. taking things to another level. Uh, cause when you think about it from a communication and learning perspective, people like to get 
information in different yep. ways. So maybe they love seeing it on Instagram because they love the quick videos. They love the, the, the pictures. Um, you know, maybe they're on Twitter because they like more of that short form and just hearing the words. Maybe you have a blog um, and they love to read your stuff. They love to read your articles and your emails. Again, those are all just different ways that you can use to communicate in different ways through these these different mediums to give your people what they want, when they need it, uh, and in ways that they prefer to consume. Yeah, you're spot on, man. And there's, a, there's actually a couple of points that, that you made that I just wanted to double down on. The first being, right, that you know, as we've given a wealth of examples of ways that you can stand up, you know, some of these processes and get this information, you have to make sure too that you're store, like you're downloading and you're also storing those, that information in multiple places. Um, you know, uh, Jimmy and myself, we have uh, multiple hard drives that we have that are dedicated to our business. We have uh, information saved in redundant places. So that when we need to access it, we can go to that file and we have it there. We can work off of it and we can figure out um, how are we going to leverage the information at our disposal in order to continue to connect directly with that community. Uh, and you know, I love the fact that you know you mentioned about the power of podcasts. And while ours didn't start this way, it's essentially what has evolved into, right? Which is you know you have essentially these hour long commercials. Right. Uh, however long you decide to make the podcast, you know, for us, it's been an hour, but you have an hour long commercial. When you really think about the premise of, of our business, for example, using it as a use case, you know, our goal is to connect with, um, you know, entrepreneurs, with small business owners, with creators to help them again, um, you know, cr you know, create profits, build a legacy. <clears throat> right. Um, and so. We demonstrate our expertise in this area with every single episode that we put out, right? The folks that are consuming this content, right, are because it speaks to where they're at as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, the things that they're passionate about. Hmm. With the mailing list uh, and being able to compile the mailing list and some of the strategies that Jimmy shared around like how you can start to amass that information, whether it's giving out eBooks, whether it's, you know, um, offering up a recipe, whether it's offering up, um, you know, a survey, it all still comes down to a value exchange. The value being the information that you have mastery over as an entrepreneur, as a creator, content creator. And that information resonating and speaking to the consumer because it's something that they're interested in. And, you know, for us, we've always operated with the premise because like you just heard, we just gave you, you know, Jimmy just gave y'all gems for a good 10, 15 minutes straight of different ways that you can go out and implement this immediately today. Right. We didn't put it, we didn't put it behind a paywall. We didn't ask you to, right. We're not affiliated. He just gave you the answers. Right. Well, that's because we operate under the premise like for us, um, for for our businesses, our job is to demonstrate our mastery and understanding of the solution. Because essentially where the transaction comes in, when people are purchasing, when people are purchasing to, to um, get access to our, our knowledge and our information and to work with us directly, um, it's not for the answer. It's for helping the execution and the implementation. Right. So. For our small business owners out there, our content creators out there, if you have this information, there's nothing wrong with sharing your mastery of the solution freely in exchange for that information. 
because the real value in the transaction is your expertise at being able to implement. It's the implementation that folks are looking to purchase from you. Yeah, this is a dope recipe. We'll go back to um, Chef Blue, for example. This is a dope recipe. I know if I follow Chef Blue's recipe step by step, I may get pretty close to to um, what she can create, but I don't got that specialization. I don't got that implementation. I don't got that sauce. I don't got that years of expertise that she brings to the table where I know, all right, I may try this for fun, but when it comes down to like catering in a major event, I ain't even playing games. I mean, let me get Chef Blue on the line because that recipe I like, I love that she was able to share with me some of her favorite recipes. And I, so I have a, uh, um, a understanding of what her offerings are, but I need her expertise and her, her implementation. Um, the same when <clears throat> it comes to, uh, again, our services and what we talk about, we offer a bunch of, if you just go back and you just listen to over the hundred plus episodes of just gems and jewels that we've been dropping and you just consume it, the answers are there, right? We're giving you the information, but the reason why our clients seek us out is because of help with the implementation, help with the accountability, because we've dem- we've, mm-hmm. we've demonstrated that mastery and we've developed that skill set over these years that that's what you need access to, right? So I share all that with our listeners to say, don't be afraid of giving out some of that or giving out that information because that's not the sauce. Like the information is important, but that's not the sauce. And if there's a value exchange where you can get back the information you need in order to own the connection with your community so that you can easily communicate, market, share. Yeah, I gave you this information, but this is where the sauce is. That's where you start to really create a, a dynamic ecosystem that allows you to be insulated from the changes that happen in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I can't remember the exact saying, um, but to your point, information is out there, right? People are they 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 don't have to pay for information. What people pay for is organization and implementation, and like you said as well, a little bit of that that accountability if that's what they need. Um, so think about those things, because uh, again, everything that we just mentioned is not. You can you can Google all of these different tools that I've mentioned to you, and you're going to find information uh, and articles, and I'm sure YouTube videos. And don't worry, we'll be coming with some more information to you about uh, email marketing and uh, an email campaign, uh, an academy that we're putting together for you as well. But there's information out there, right? But being able to get that information at your fingertips when you need it in that moment. And again, in a way that is quick and easy to find that you don't have to worry about all that, what YouTube videos, because you can Google it, but it's going to be umpteen, you know, articles and websites and videos. Which one do I look at? Who's really giving me the, the sauce and giving me the exact steps I need to follow? That is what your folks out there as an entrepreneur, your community, your consumers, that's what they're paying for. Um, So never, ever, ever, ever forget that. Um, Two things really quick, just to give a little bit more game that I wanted to mention too, is the beauty about having your list, and especially if you're using uh, the type of email marketing platforms that I mentioned, is that you can segment your list. So the same way you use these different social media platforms to provide messaging in different ways, you can craft different messages for different segments of your list. 
If you're not doing that via Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, and ads, if you're at that point where you're able to invest in those type of things, very similar, but you can do that with your own email list. Uh, and if you are on Facebook or Instagram, if you have an email list, you can actually create campaigns and directly market those campaigns to your email list on those platforms. Mm. Mm. So there's so many benefits, again, to having that email list. Uh, and of course, uh, SMS, phone numbers. Um, again, don't, uh, don't slip on direct marketing. Uh, there's another service, man, I think it's called thank.io where you can send thank you cards and, and to people's houses, but then there's QR codes connected to that. So now you're shooting, man, I, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop. <laughs> too much, too much. But di direct marketing is not dead. Email marketing is not dead. SMS marketing is definitely not dead. Um, so again, we're not saying love all those other platforms, use those other platforms. And if you're if you're gifted as a content creator at amassing followers and doing all those, keep doing it. We've given you a number of examples at, at where it continues to get shut down or these companies make these change. I, I think you mentioned it, but even Facebook and podcasting like that, is, you know, they were no. they weren't really putting a lot of emphasis on it. They had a very, very small percentage of all of the different podcast platforms out there um, where people were using it as their podcast mm -hmm. platform and listening to podcasts. Um, yep. We used it because, hey, we were already on there and it was beneficial to us. Um, but Facebook says they're going to stop it. Oh, well, yeah. we're good. Like, that's not something that we were we were hanging yeah, we're our hat on. You know what it. I mean? Exactly. But you just never know when these companies are going to make these decisions or what their focus and what their priorities are going to be. Your priority needs to be obviously your community and how you communicate with them and how you keep those lines of communication open. No better ways to do that. Um, again, using these social media platforms, but make sure in some kind of way you are creating your email list at the very least. If you can get phone numbers and as especially if they're buying from you, there's easy ways for you to collect phone numbers. And of course, um, if you have products that you're sending out to people, you're going to have this information. Hold on to that information, cherish that information, continue to, to nurture the connection with your community using these various methods. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, there's the, it's funny. There's, there's just uh, there's so many different ways that uh, you can leverage these things. Again, yeah, I know that the perception may be it's archaic, it's rudimentary. It's f that's far from the case. You can actually combine a lot of some of the like the technology innovation that we've been seeing in the space with some of these tools in order to do some really mm -hmm. dynamic things. Hell, we were just talking about somebody who did that uh, with their art um, in real life, um, yeah. you know, uh, with an artist, uh, how it pushed uh, the QR code, they added a QR code um, and that pushed folks and fans to, uh, you know, their website and their marketplace for the rest of the art that they also sell and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of really, really dynamic things you can do. Um, the last thing here before we close it, close this out, because um, you may be one of the, the cynics out there that are thinking, all right, well, but yeah, yeah. Okay. I hear y'all about podcasts, but you know, you got to push it out to all these different platforms and, you know, uh, you know email lists and how are you going to do that? Look, if it came down to it with our email list, we will email folks the, the podcast audio directly. If email gets shut down, we'll take we will take <laughs> we will take your physical address. 
We will record this. I will go, I'll go back to 2003, 2004 Napster. I'll put, put that thing on a CD. <laughs> put it in a nice little sleeve, right? We'll mail it out to you directly, but you are going to get the hotness that is the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast um, because we know that you want it. Uh, we know that you want it, and we want to make sure that we deliver, and we can do so because we own the connection to our community. Facts. Get a CD. I, I've had people in, in in direct marketing campaigns it, mm-hmm. exactly, but they send you a USB. Man, we can put all of our stuff on USB go, and bro. send it right to your house. <laughs> yep. Uh, so nothing, nothing is going to stop our opportunity and ability to contact and connect with you because you mean that much to us. Like serious mm-hmm. talk, we want to see your business thrive. Mm-hmm. This podcast and what we do and the services and the coaching that we provide is all about helping you to pursue your purpose, create profits and build a legacy, helping you to create a mindset that is uncompromising as we give you the X's and O's of business development and helping you to scale all of those things again. so You can live the life that you want to live and leave the type of life that you want to leave for your family and for your loved ones uh, in the future. That is what we're about. That is what this podcast, that is what this business, that is what our partnership and what we do is all about. Uh, So if you are with that and you have gotten to this point in the podcast, thank you again. Uh, We have told you a couple of times, um, go to the website, uncompromisingcoaches.com. Get on the email address. Uh, email list. Give us your email address. We're not just asking for free. There's a number of things that you can do. Again, take that quiz if you haven't done so already. Um, contact us. There's a couple of ways that you can do that. Uh, and we'll put some other uh, opportunities within the show notes that will, again, give you an opportunity to jump on our email list. Uh, we'd love to connect you with you in that way as mm. well. Um, and we'd also love to hear your thoughts. So leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about this particular episode. And again, sharing is caring. So show people out there that you care about them. Don't just talk about it, but mm-hmm. be about it. Share this podcast episode with folks that you know need to hear it, especially, again, those brick and mortar folks. We talk a lot about e-commerce and um, obviously we've been doing a lot of uh, discussions about Web3 recently, uh, but we still have lots of love for our folks out there that got their brick and mortar spots that are are cooking, that are selling, doing whatever it is that they do. They need email lists too. Um, they need marketing. They need coaching. They need assistance. So share this with an entrepreneur Uh, that you know would truly, truly appreciate the information. We appreciate it. I'm sure they're going to appreciate it as well. Um, Be on the lookout. This was episode 84. Be on the lookout for episode 85 as we continue to, um, again, break down some tips that are going to help you to build your business. Uh, We still have a couple more episodes that we're cooking up for you, providing you uh, just rounding out kind of that series on uh, Uh NFTs and Web3 space. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. And let me know what you've been thinking about our uncompromising mindset uh, episodes and, and that different series, which is dropping on Mondays. Something quick for you, five, eight, ten minutes at the most, just to give you some information and some motivation, again, to help you develop that uncompromising mm. mindset. Um, all here for you on the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, Coach Jimmy G, along with my homeboy, leadership docent, Mr. Mackie. Anthony Devon Wash. Anthony Devon Wash, you. <laughs> We appreciate y'all. God bless y'all.